Welcome to Haunted Hospitality, Southern Stories Told by Spooky Gingers. I'm Robin. And I'm Zoe, and I have a story for you today. But first, Robin, how's life? It's good, you know? I mean, I'm just, I'm living, Mm -hmm. I'm doing, I'm breathing, uh, which is the goal. Right, yeah, all shockers, honestly, though. Like, I had no idea you were doing all of that. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Well, you know, I've been working on my multitasking, and I think it's really showing. Yeah. Have you worked in blinking yet? That was the hardest part for me. See, the thing is, I think I do overkill on that because I've looked at videos of myself, and it turns out I blink all the damn time. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I had the opposite problem. I just never blinked, and people were like, you're scaring me. Please blink. I feel like you and I could just combine to make a normal human being. Or, or the worst human being imaginable. Oh, I mean, it really depends on what traits they inherit. <laughs> oh my god, what if it was like one eye never blinked and then the other was just blink, 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 blink all the time? That's terrifying. I know. So that's what, how my life's going. What about you? <laughs> so, okay, so I asked Kari, my boyfriend, love him very much. Ooh la la. I know. Um, He's very supportive. He doesn't give a shit about ghosts essentially right and so i asked him i was like so do you believe in ghosts?" well first honestly my first question was hey will you listen to my podcast and he said yes so well, that was very nice of him y- yes we we um we have one listener down pat Woo. anyway so yes um he he said that he would so i asked him if he believes in ghosts and he said no And I was like, okay, cool. You don't believe in ghosts. Cool. Whatever. Right. And then I was like, well, Robin and I want to eventually, you know, once this whole Corona thing is figured out, um, we want to go like on ghost tours. Would you come with us? And he's like, hell no. And I was like, but you don't believe in them. And he says, uh, he was, he was stammering a little bit and he's like, and I was like, is that white people shit? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he's like he, he laughed and he's like no yes no no, no. and so um his expl- explanation is that the closest he- thing he would want to do with a ghost is play boo in mario kart so okay i'm just trying to think of his logic he doesn't believe in ghosts no but he also doesn't want to go on a ghost tour yes. for the unacknowledged fear that he might interact with a ghost he, yes he's like we ghosts, got your number. Ghosts can do their own thing, haunt someone else, they're not going to haunt me. And also, I don't believe in them. I feel like those are two things you can't believe at the same time. Yeah. But I also very much identify with that idea. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I just, I wanted to give that little update. It gave me a little giggle. That's hilarious. I also think, like, ghost tours aren't, I mean, it depends on which one you go on. Right, But they yeah. don't have to be as spooky as all that. Most of the time, they're very touristy. Yeah. Uh, but every now and then you get a really cool one. I recommend the Charleston Jail Tour. Right. Which Zoe, we you did I, not do. But we should have. Because I always get confused. There's like either two or three tours in Charleston. I mean, there's a whole bunch, but I'm talking about two or three in particular. And I'm like <laughs> always confused of like, if there's a dungeon and then there's a provost and then there's a jail. And I always think, I've done this twice, where I pick out what I think is the spookiest one, or supposed to be, and it gets me right back to this, like, really dull one where you go in and it's just pirate mannequins, which is what happened when you and I went that one weekend. I mean, the stories were cool, but... 
Damn. I feel like there is zero chance of us actually seeing a ghost. Exactly. I mean, I want to go somewhere where I'd actually see a ghost. I would love, I, I don't know. I kind of want to and I don't want to and I don't know if I already have. You know one right. of those things? Yeah, 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 yeah. Have sleep paralysis. You'll see them. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Um, so, for our something southern. Yeah. So, we, um, so I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, behind the stage peek. Robin and I record two episodes every time we meet up. So we post weekly, but we'll meet up every other week. That way we, Robin tells a story, I tell a story, but it's two different episodes. So we were like, oh, let's come up with a something Southern for the next episode. And so I was like, okay, cool. We need to, here's this one, Southern death rituals or Southern death things. And Robin's like, yeah, that's a great idea. And then last night I text Robin, hey, we need to come up with another something southern and she's like crickets <laughs> so she thought i was speaking generally yeah it i completely forgot that like okay we are recording two episodes and therefore we need two, two something, something southerns. southerns so uh something southern today is going to be who can make the best fake southern accent so we have okay. to pick a phrase um yes we have to pick a phrase we're and both also- going to say the phrase and the audience will vote on who does the Southern accent the best. Wait, how do they vote? Do they... Oh, hey, we can we do should... a poll on Twitter. Yeah, okay, we're going to do a Twitter poll. We're yeah. deciding our social media strategy on the air. We're going to do a Twitter poll at Haunted Hosts. Yes, at Haunted Hosts. So, okay, first off, I do want to say uh, there is not no such thing as a singular Southern accent. It is right. varied. Now, as a person who has grown up all along the South, who has family all along the South... Can I tell where a southern accent is from? No. No, I can't. So I am going to do a generic southern accent because I don't know otherwise okay. how to do it. And I, I've been told I'm fairly accentless. At least I was when I was younger. I think I've picked up a little bit of a southern accent as I grew older. But okay. I never noticed how I had a southern accent in any kind of realm or how people around me did until I moved to North Carolina, Mm -hmm. where it felt so much, at least the city I was in, the people I was in, because they kind of came from all over, uh, the people I was in. Yeah, I was about to comment on (laughs) that. (laughs) The people I was around, because we were there for a grad school program, came from all over. That was when I realized a lot of things that were distinctly Southern Mm -hmm. about my voice or about other people's voices that I hadn't noticed before. Right. And I remember going up to Massachusetts, and I would be like, hey, can I get this at a restaurant, right? And they'd be like, oh, honey, you're not from around here. Except that's a very southern accent. I don't know what I was doing. But they say it in north accent. Like, What's a north accent? Look, I can do pop the car and have a dad go to a bar, buy a beer, give them in a quarter. But I can't just speak in a northern accent. My mind has been very quietly blown just now. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but they would always be like, oh, you're not from around here. And I would be like, no, can I have the food, please? Yeah. <laughs> and so I don't know if that was because I have a southern accent, as I just accidentally did. I don't know. We're talking about accents, and so now my voice is doing weird things. I'm noticing that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop but, being self-aware. We have to, we, we can only become self-aware during the whatever sentence we decide to say. Right, right, right. But um, I don't know. 
if it was my lack of northern accent or my act of having a southern accent. So, what phrase do we want to say? I don't want to say something necessarily that's generically southern. So, I would argue that we might want to do the park the car comment that I just did. So, the full phrase is park the car in Harvard Yard, go to a bar, buy a beer, give the man a quarter. And this is like a northern phrase. Yeah. So, to say it with a northern accent, you say park the car in Harvard Yard, go to a bar, buy a beer, give the man a quarter. Park the car in Harvard Yard, buy a beer. Park the car in Harvard Yard, go to a bar, buy a, a beer, beer, give, give the man a quarter. This is a lot. Park the car in Harvard Yard, buy a beer. No. Park the card in Harvard... Park... <laughs> okay, we cannot even say that. Let's... Park the car in Harvard Yard, go to the bar, buy a beer, and give the man a quarter. Yes. Okay. So... So now we have to say it in a southern accent. Um, okay, maybe we shouldn't do that because I'm just going to start going pack the car. I, th- I think you're really going to revert there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what should we do next time? Um, Why don't we just say, I ordered a Big Mac at McDonald's, but he gave me a chicken sandwich. I ordered a Big Mac at McDonald's, but he gave me a chicken sandwich. Yes. Okay. I ordered a Big Mac at McDonald's, but he gave me a chicken sandwich. Okay, I'm trying to decide... What southern route to go? Okay. Who wants to go first? You, you can go first. Okay. Well, I bought a Big Mac at McDonald's, but it gave me a chicken sandwich. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay. Oh, honey. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> We're going for, like, legit southern accent, I... not like, okay. you know, it says, oh, honey. Oh, honey. <laughs> oh, my God. I ordered a Big Mac at the McDonald's. I didn't say at the McDonald's. At McDonald's. But he gave me a chicken sandwich. But he gave me a chicken sandwich. It's a lot simpler than what you told me to remember. Right. I don't know if I can do a southern accent. Hold on. Southern. 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 There's a lot of different options. You can't do all of them at once. (laughs) (laughs) I went to the McDonald's. To buy a Big Mac, and they gave me a darn chicken sandwich. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, there's my submission. Um. So if people could gather which one we were going <laughs> with and all that, uh, comment. No, don't comment on our Twitter vote, poll. Vote on the poll. Vote on our Twitter poll. I mean, I guess you can comment and do whatever you want to do, but at least also vote in the yes, Twitter poll. Yes. Vote. To be honest, I'm going to be very offended if I don't win. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be a little confused if you don't win. <laughs> okay. So, like, I'm a mimic, so I would have to hear, like, a genuine Southern person say it. I mean, I am a genuine Southern person, Zoe. You are, too. You've been here since you were four. <laughs> anyway. So that wraps up our something Southern. Next yeah. time we'll ha- be more planned. Plan ahead. It's very possible it'll be more Maybe. planned. Maybe. Hey, guys, yeah. send us your ideas for what we should do for something Southern. Yes, this please. would honestly please. help us out so much. <laughs> please And do. also send us, like, ideas for what you want us to do stories on in general. Just, like, yeah. give us all this and we will, like, literally do whatever. Yeah, and yeah. we'll mention you, too. Yeah. So, like, if you say, hey, my name is Joe Bob, Billy Bob, and I think you should do this for something Southern, we'll do it. I'm having fun now. <laughs> I can just watch Robin dying inside. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> okay. 
So, Zoe, do you have a story for us this week? Yes, I do. Okay. Oh, okay. So, last my episode, so not last episode, but the previous episode. In episode two. In episode two, I did Asheville, North Carolina, which is where my father lives. Um, Shout out. My mother's birthday was this past Tuesday. and um, Shout out. Yes, and I think when I told her that I was doing an episode in Asheville, she got jealous. Um, Sorry, Mom. Um, And so she's like, you should do something in Wichita, Texas. Why Wichita, Texas? She was born in Wichita, Texas. Oh, okay. Also known as Wichita Falls, Texas? Maybe? Who knows? Anyway, I found Wichita, Texas and Wichita Falls, Texas, and they were right next to each other, or they were the same thing. Who knows, honestly? But it was in the, like, area of the map that she would always point at me and say, your mommy was born there. So. I love this. Yes. So, but the thing is, so I couldn't get enough information on one story to do a full episode. So I have, like, five stories that I'm just going to real quick go through. Hit me. That was beautiful. Um, I did not actually hit her for legal reasons. That was a joke. Oh, she 100% hit me. I need to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So the first one is going to be an honorable mention. Um, It's called Pinky's Cave. I couldn't find any information on this, how it's haunted or anything. Like, but every single time I Googled Wichita, Texas ghost, this would come up. And everybody was like, super haunted, uber haunted. The only thing I can tell that is haunted. So, okay, basically what Pinky's Cave is, is it's a three mile long drainage pipe ditch thing. And kids would hang out there. And like in 2016, like three kids went into the tunnel at the top and traveled the full three miles down and they were rescued by police at the end. Oh, and I completely thought that story would have a different ending. No. Given that it's haunted. No, yeah, no. They were perfectly fine. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, they had scrapes and bruises and they were admonished by the officials, but like nothing happened. Um, and honestly, mostly homeless people and truant kids hang out there. So, um, the only thing haunted is, like, it'll say, a painted warning says, stop now or Pinky'll get ya. And I couldn't- So who's Pinky? I don't know. Okay. There was no information. Everybody's like, Pinky's cave! Um, but, like, the only quote-unquote ghost is that there's a story that a woman and her child drowned during the storm, and they watch for visitors now. So- Could it be that one of them was Pinky? I, I don't know. They seem to make- pinky out to be like an evil beast or something Hmm. but i literally couldn't find any information but i feel like if we were releasing this to some wichita texans um they would be upset if i didn't mention it so she's mentioning it i am mentioning it for all you wichitaians wichitaians so there's two witches gates um witches gate one is a abandoned house it's Oh, um, this house is private property, so please do not trespass. That was a warning on every single site. Okay. <laughs> um, so it is uh, near Henrietta. It's a burned down mansion, and there's a couple stories. Uh, one story was like this very rich mom and dad had two sons, and the dad left or died or something, and so the mom went crazy. So... That's one story. Woo. Um, I feel like there's a lot to unpack there. Right. Okay. 
So they said that she was a witch, essentially. But and she died on the grounds. And then her two sons, who actually do exist, and I have the names for them, um, are Jim and Kenneth. Those are solid names. Yeah. So in nineteen seventy five so I said this is an abandoned house, but it's a burned down house. You can only see like the ground like the layout of it like where the walls yeah the foundation but you can see where the walls are and there's a couple like arches where the house doors were because it was like a stone house okay so um you it kind of looks like um the stone place stonehenge it kind of looks like stonehenge but a house very interesting yeah because i don't think of stonehenge's looking anything like shelter well, I mean, it, it's like a bunch of stones and arches. Okay. And it's in the layout of a house. So, um, in 1975, two brother, the two brothers, Jim and Kenneth, were living there. Um, Jim is 61. Kenneth is 70. Uh, one of them never married. The other one married and got divorced. But they were both still very rich. And, and that's what's important, kids. Yes, that's what's important. Um, while they were asleep, thieves broke in and kenneth heard gunshots and found his brother jim shot in the back dead wait which one was jim the older or younger 61 year old okay yeah so kenneth's the older one um so the thieves that had shot jim tied kenneth up and tortured him to get into the safe and so they uh they got in got the money and then untied kenneth and then they were making their escape and um, he managed to set the house on fire and killed all the thieves and himself and burned down the house. However. How do you set a house on fire that quickly? However. Okay. That was the legend that I found on one website. I think it was um, the Bull FM. Hold on. Let me scroll down to my sources because the Bull was the buzz. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> 1063 the buzz that yeah, was I would rather like, name a station that than the bowl <laughs> <laughs> but um that was uh the main source of me getting these stories together so um and then i did my own research outside of that to other places but in that research that i did because the story that the buzz had didn't have their names or their ages and it actually said that the older brother was the one who died not the younger brother who was shot but when i actually found i found a news article from the brothers like the actual events that happened so it's true that primary sources guys yeah so it's true that kenneth investigated gunshots and found jim shot in the back um and that the thieves tortured him to get into the safe but Instead of untying him and then him setting the whole house on fire fire and killing everyone, um, they actually took the money and left. Kenneth was able to untie himself and drove to a nearby truck stop and called the police. And so after the thieves were actually looking for a coin collection that Kenneth had already donated. So he didn't, they didn't even have the, like, they weren't um, even away, able to get the money that they wanted. And he donated it? Yeah. That's he, nice. To a local museum. Because, um, I mean, he was old without kids, you know? I mean, he was, like, 61. It's not, like... I mean... Yeah. <laughs> it's not that old. Okay. My dad's, like, 60. Oh. My parents... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> anyway. 
Um, so all four thieves were caught. Um, but so one of them was arrested prior to the other three. And Kenneth moved out of the house because he was an old man by himself. So when one of the thieves was arrested, the others torched the house and burned it down. And so... Wait, to to hide evidence? No, just out of anger because one of them was arrested. Gotcha. And so it was very clearly arson. Everybody in town knew it was arson, but it was never investigated. Why wasn't it investigated? Because they had already arrested the rest of the thieves by the time, like... They discovered the house was burned down. So, like, they were like, eh, they're, they're already getting sentenced, so okay. it doesn't matter. Um, but, yeah, all four thieves were caught. And after just six minutes of deliberation, the jury sentenced the three that didn't pull the trigger to 20 years each. And the one that did pull the trigger, who he shot Jim in the back while Jim was trying to run away. Mm-hmm. Um, he got a life sentence. Uh, However, he was released 10 years after his sentence for poor health, and then he moved away, and then he was arrested again for other crimes before he passed away in 1983. Wait, you can be let go from the prison system for poor health? Because don't they just take you to the hospital? I mean, I know prisons do that. They don't just stop. I don't know. Maybe their argument was, oh, look, he's so sickly, he can't commit more crimes. But then he went to another town and committed more crimes. So, I don't know. So, wait, he ended up only serving 10 years. Yes. But the people who didn't shoot the guy ended up serving 20 years. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's not great and the justice th- system. And the thing is that um, Kenneth watched this guy be arrested for his brother's death. Mm-hmm. Watched him get out in 10 years. Watched him, escape, like, go to another state and get arrested again for more crimes. And then he died before this other guy could die. Like, there's some, like, poetic injustice there to me. I've never heard the term poetic injustice, but I love it. <laughs> but um, the brothers' ghosts are said to live in the... Oh, yeah. Fun. The, so that's why it's called the witch's gate. Because um, She's a witch. The mom was the witch, and then their ghosts stay there. And apparently... The basement is always spotless. There's no dust, debris, or anything, even though nobody goes there. Nobody lives there. But the basement's always spotless. And How do like, they know that the basement's spotless if nobody goes there? Well, nobody goes there to clean it. Oh, but people visit. Yeah. Okay. But it's private property, so do not trespass. Yes, don't go. <laughs> also, um, when the sun sets on the horizon, it looks like the house is on fire again. Ooh, that is so cool. Yeah. Well, okay, from that story... I would be really interested to know about the mom. Yeah. there I couldn't find any more story on her. She's, like, the missing piece of this, but, mm-hmm. like, she's also the reason for the name. Right. And, like, I doubt that it was, like, a simple, he left and so she went, quote, crazy, you Right. Know? We gotta get more perspectives on this, I guys. And I, I dug. I dug, but all I, I, believe I, could, you. All I could find was the brother's story, so... Mm. If anyone knows. <laughs> yeah, seriously, if anybody knows. We we can do flashback episodes, too, where if we learn, like, if we cover something and somebody's like, ooh, I have more information about that, we would love to do a flashback episode. Absolutely. I'd also be interested in doing that because I'm assuming, like, 
that as we um, keep going on in this, I'm going to, like, get better research skills. Right. So, like, I mean, if it turns out that, like, we can do a podcast episode better a couple of course. years from now or something, whatever we're doing, then, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So, the second Witch's Gate is on the intersection of Hatton. Wait, it's called the same thing? Yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about the two versions of that one story. No, yeah, there's a second Witch's Gate. Okay. And it's on the intersection of Hatton and Hammond Road. Oh, I know where that is. Yeah. Yeah. So do I. I know. (laughs) So, um, actually, the first time I did not process it, and then I (laughs) I figured it out. Um, So there's there's two different reasons why it's called Witch's Gate as well. One is because it's on the land that's owned by the same people who own the first Witch's Gate. And there's, like, this metal railing because the roads intersect not at a perfect 90-degree angle. It's kind of like a tilted X. And the way it works is if you're... There's a ditch at the, like, edge of the X. And so there's a metal rail that blocks that ditch. And when you're speeding down this road, it looks like you're going to run into the rail. But you're actually going to go towards the actual road and but if you're driving at night and you're going really fast it looks like you're gonna crash so yeah, that sounds very confusing yeah that's the entire reason it's called the witch's gate according to some people but the um second story behind this witch's gate is uh so a young that railing that i told you about yes a young couple parked their car behind the railing to a wing wing nudge nudge you know you know no, Zoe, I don't know what you're talking about. Please elaborate. They wanted to fornicate. <laughs> yes. So, um, apparently, while they were getting hot and heavy, um, <laughs> a man in an all-black outfit knocked on their window. They opened the door for some reason. Why would you open the door? <laughs> exactly. And then the man just calmly killed them both. Where did the Zodiac... Where was the Zodiac at this point? Not here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then all they found was a bloody hook hanging from the railing. So if you were in Tumblr in 2011, like I was, this is the classic man door, hand, hook, car, door story. Wait, okay, I'm sorry. I joined in 2012, so which was the super Hulakian phase. So yes. So what is the man hook, hardcore, car? <laughs> the man door, hard hook, car door story is a very, very bad green text version of the hook. Have you heard of the... Do you know what green text is? I have no idea what you just said on any level. (laughs) So green text is... uh, There's this very awful website called 4chan. It's worse than Reddit. (laughs) I've heard of it. Okay. Um, That's a joke for all of our lovely Redditors out there. Um, We referenced Reddit last episode. Yes. Yeah. But um, so 4chan basically has no moderation and... I actually have a very traumatic experience with oh. it that I'll share at a later date. Okay. Um, that would get us way off the rails. But um, but there are some parts of 4chan that are genuinely hilarious. Mm-hmm. And uh, so green text is basically people tell a story and it's formatted in a weird way and it usually has green text. And so this person was telling the, the hook story and... It was just so unintelligible that the last sentence was literally man door hand hook car door. And it's like, 
what <laughs> you think that's a sentence it's but, like a person wrote this yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. but they were telling the hook story which is apparently this story as well but honestly like the hook story is so overdone like it's even in supernatural yeah i mean i've definitely i'm familiar with the idea of right the hook guy i'm just gonna real quick give a brief explanation but basically um it involves a young cuddle a young cuddle. Yeah. In a y- car. A they're young, just cuddling. Yeah, they're just cuddling. Yeah, that's nice. A young couple cuddling in their car. <laughs> um, and the radio's playing, and suddenly there's, like, a news bulletin saying, like, a prison breakout happened or an insane asylum breakout happened. Um, and then the girl's always like, maybe we should leave. And he's like, no, we shouldn't. And in some iterations of the story, um, they see a figure, and the boy gets out to go, like, hunt it down. And um, he ends up dying. Why obviously. would you go and hunt it down? You're yeah. in a car. Just leave. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's some s- stories that, like, end with her finding just a hook above the door or, or on the door. Or there's some versions where she finds her boyfriend's bloody body on this roof. Um, I believe um, the Supernatural episode used the iteration where the she the whole night she ends up sleeping in the car and the whole night she hears like this oh god noise on the roof of the car and it freaks the fuck her the fuck out right and in the morning she gets out of the car and looks up and it turns out that her boyfriend was literally hanging above the car dead and what she was hearing was the sound of his nails scraping on the top of the car door okay okay yeah mhm so that young couple um people claim to see them standing behind the railing at night Okay, so this is a specific place. Yes. Okay. But I'm not entirely sure that the story is real. Yeah. Because it's a common story, you know, and it's found in multiple places. Found in multiple places. I mean, it could always be, like, a thing where there was an originator, and then, like, as stories get passed on, maybe you think of the green text version before the green text version happened. Right. Yeah. Like, somebody would be like, oh, I don't want to say it happened in Texas because we're in Nevada and nobody's going to care, so I'm going to say it's in Nevada now, you know, where somebody heard the story and they just changed the location. Mm, okay. So, um, so yeah, that's the witch's number two. Okay. Um, then the third story, well, technically the fourth if I count Pinky's Bridge or Ditch or whatever. Um, yeah that one (laughs) so this is the screaming sheila bridge Ooh, i like this so there's three different stories that people like if you went and you talked to three different people and you're like what happened at the screaming sheila bridge they'd give you these three different stories like some people believe this, this one some people believe this one you know it's all dependent on who you talk to so, but in all these stories, the woman is named Sheila. That tracks. The Screaming Sheila Bridge is also private property, so please do not trespass. Five miles from Clara, which is a ghost town. I love the name Clara. I know you do. You do? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, but it's a mostly burned down bridge. So, um, one story says that in the mid-1800s, Sheila was a woman accused of being a witch, and so the people of Clara burned her down on the bridge. Wait, why would 
That's a really poor... You need the bridge for transportation. Why would you choose to burn somebody on the bridge? I don't know, but that's why they chose to burn her. Is the bridge crossable after that or no? No, it's, it's a danger to go on the bridge. That was a really stupid thing to do to your infrastructure. Exactly. T- pick a field. I don't know. <laughs> so I feel like that one's the least likely because I believe that the bridge was actually built after the mid-1800s. Oh, yeah, that would, uh, that would but make a point. there are some people who think that this is a location that has had a bridge multiple times. Oh. They believe in all three stories, and they say, like, it keeps being rebuilt, and after the third story, they just stopped building it, essentially. Okay, I'm gonna go into it with that frame of mind, and then okay. see if I stay at that frame of mind at the end. Okay. And then the second story, and all of these were brief because I couldn't find much information about them. Um, But in the 1970s, a couple were driving down the road and they had an argument that caused the husband to crash the car. Um, The wife's legs were pinned, so the husband um, hitchhiked back to the police department in Burke Burnett. But by the time they came back, the fuel had leaked and the bridge, the car, and the wife had all burned. Oh my god. Yeah. And so so she burned alive. She burned alive, stuck in that car. Yeah, that's another Sheila. Okay. And then um, the third one was a man found out that his wife was cheating on him. So he and a few buddies got drunk. They grabbed her, took her to the bridge, beat and tortured her, and then tied her to the bridge and burned her alive. Okay. I have a thought about the second story that ties into the third story. Okay. I don't think they are mutually exclusive stories. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I think it might have been the same woman, same man, same couple. Because think about it like this. You are in an argument with your wife. You admit to being in an argument. You drive off the road. Unfortunate things happen. It happens so much that her, she is pinned down. And then the gas so happens to leak and then gets set on fire. So you think, like, they purposefully set her on fire? I think at least the husband did. Now, I don't know if other people were involved. And, okay, when I say I think, I mean, I think that is a possibility. Right. And so, like, I don't want to go around, like, being like, I think this guy did that. But based off that story, like, it's kind of his word against anybody else's. And it's almost like, gas doesn't spontaneously catch fire, and I'm assuming he would have turned the car off. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, there's that. If he is able to hitchhike, why are you getting a car to take you to the police station instead of taking that guy or whoever's driving it back to the car car and lifting it off your or having that person try to help lift it off your wife. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Depending on how pinned she was, you know? Oh, there was another version of the story that I could only find on one website that didn't look very legit. They had, like, maybe half a paragraph of text. They said, like, the, um, it was almost like a carry situation, but instead of a whole thing being like, oh, we're gonna make the unpopular girl prom queen and then we're gonna pour pig's blood all over her instead of pouring pig's blood on her and then her awakening to her supernatural powers um so thank you for spoiling carrie for me oh shit i mean i knew about like the pig's blood and i knew there was something about supernatural powers i didn't know the timeline okay well um yeah that happened so instead of that happening uh they took elected her prom queen then took her to this bridge and set her on fire alive so god people are like if that happened that is so cruel yeah yeah yeah, yeah. not entirely sure that's legit you know well yeah but in all these stories like i said the woman's name is sheila and when people are on this bridge you can hear her screaming and some say that they can hear a woman reciting spells when they're near this bridge 
Um, and then you can also feel a burning sensation all over your body as if you're t- standing too close to a fire. I love that. Mm-hmm. I got chills. And then, um, oh, I wanted to throw this in real quick. One of the theories for how the bridge burned down was a bunch of teenagers just had a bonfire party and it got out of hand. And I mean, to be honest, that is pretty, probably pretty likely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do want to share this one thing for you. Um, we may have to pause recording because we are recording on my computer. But um, I want to share EVPs. Do you know what EVPs are? Yes, I do. But why don't we explain for our audience? Okay. So these are electronic voice phenomenons. So there's two different types of EVPs. I didn't know that. So um, they actually have like grades on them too. And um, like, so the highest grade one is one that you hear in the moment. Mm. So EVPs are basically ghost voices caught on tape. And you can have a spirit box which is basically a box that will like tune between radio stations really quickly automatically and if uh, you can hear the ghost's voice in, in person live when you're using that and that's like the highest grade EVP because you're talking to them like it's the most believable yeah because if the voice stays around for longer than like a split second mm-hmm. then it's not the radio station you're hearing right and it goes down to in grades uh, the next one would be one that you don't hear in person, like you're doing a recording and you don't hear it in person, but when you go to watch the recording back or listen to it, um, you hear voices on the recording. And from there, the highest grade is something where you would hear somebody go, I like pizza. And it's like very clearly, I like pizza. And mm-hmm. the with the lowest grade being you hear, and somebody going, oh, they said they like pizza. And that's, like, the one that you hear the most, Mm -hmm. which is, like, I don't like it when they have, like, captions about what they're saying, because I'm, like, I want to know, I want to be able to think for myself, what is this person saying without being told? Because, like, the thing is, if you see the caption, then you're, like, okay, that's what they said. You're thinking it, yeah. At this point, Robin and I listen to the EVPs. If you want to listen to them yourselves, they are linked in the description, and they are on our website at hauntedhospitality.wordpress.com. So go check them out there. And our reactions are coming up. So those were the EVPs. Um, A lot of them are like kind of garbled gook. But there was one that was very, very clearly somebody saying friend. Yeah. And, you know, I was surprised because I think because it's Sheila's screaming bridge, I was expecting the voice to sound like a woman or like a shriek. But it sounded very... It it was a man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and a couple of the other garbly gooks, like, you couldn't understand what they were saying, but you could definitely hear a voice. It was, mm-hmm. like, a masculine voice. Yeah, Unless. Yeah. Unless what? She was screaming because she was being burned alive and damaged her lungs. I mean, that is true. But would your voice sound like that, though? I don't know. Actually, it's Well, if it's possible. being translated through a spirit box, probably. That's a good point interesting stuff yeah okay so that's it for sheila's screaming bridge so the next one's the old insane asylum um it's also known as the white sanitarium because it was opened in 1926 by frank s white he was like the overseeing doctor and um so he it was actually kind of revolutionary the uh, the place itself because it believed that mental patients shouldn't be like cooped up in their cells the whole time so it had an open floor pan where the beds were only separated by curtains 
But is that good either? Because, like... Yeah. Okay. But it had a lot of, like, outdoor areas and all of that. Like, they had... Um, it's It sat on 13.5 acres of land. It had walking paths, stables with horses, farming, all sorts of outdoor activities. Um, Dr. White actually lived on the in a building on the campus. So it wasn't in this main building. Um, and it was a two-floor building, and each floor was over 4,000 square feet. And it was an open concept, like I said, except for the bathroom in, on each floor, and then a kitchen on the first floor. Okay. Wait, they only had one bathroom on each floor? Yeah. Ooh. Well, I think it was, like, a men and a woman's on each oh, floor. where, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's more than just you're waiting for one person to get off the toilet. Right, yeah. Okay, because I would go. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, like I said, it was opened in 1926. It shut down sometime between 1935 and 1955. Um, the records were very unclear on what year it actually shut down. Um, so, it was up and operating somewhere between 9 and 29 years. <laughs> big difference. There is a big difference. Why did it shut down? Do we know? Well, uh, when Dr. White passed away, um, it wasn't upkept as well as it could have been. Mm. And then there was a flood in the area, and it just kind of was the final nail in the coffin kind of thing. But um, Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about death a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, there's also... While it was, like, considered the most advanced technologically, like, it was, oh, open concept, we're, they're humans, we're also going to do lobotomies and electroshock therapy, Uh. yay! So, it's not the worst, but it's definitely not the best. I mean, I've heard, and I do not know to what degrees, but I know that people, like, still sometimes do electroshock therapy, like... Mm -hmm. But you voluntarily choose to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know the science behind it or anything. Uh, but lobotomies are really bad. Yeah. <laughs> don't do lobotomies. Yes, yes. This one didn't have a lot of history that I could find. But I could find a lot about ghosts. Mm-hmm. So um, there was one person who claimed that she, she saw ghosts of men sitting around a table and playing cards. That's fun for them. Yeah. That's a good afterlife. Yeah. You can hear a woman calling out, hello, and you can hear children laughing and screaming. Okay, like, screaming is in, like, scared, or screaming is in, we're playing? I think both. It's so hard to tell the difference. Yeah, yeah. There's been several times I'm like, that's joyous screaming, right? Thank you, yeah, sometimes <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, this seems fine. This, this seems, seems fine. fine. But, like, you have to make sure. I'm like... It, it, yeah, that, that's a giggle. That's a giggle in the middle of those shrieks. <laughs> yeah. So, and then you can also hear old bike horn. Like, like an old bike horn occasionally. Okay. I don't know where that came from. Um, but things will turn up missing and then it will be right back where it originally was a couple days later. So it would be like, I put this can of soda down. I turned my back and I turned back around and it's gone. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, I come back and there it's just sitting there. Okay. Mm-hmm. That will happen frequently. There's no power to the building. Well, there is now. It's now a like apartment complex or something like that, a residential area. They re- really they renovated it. Yeah. Okay. For a good period, there wasn't any power to the building, but you could still see lights through the window, and you'll see like lights are on through the window if you're watching from the field or something. 
And then if you go in, you're not supposed to, but if you go in, your fully charged electronics will lose power until they're dead. So it's like maybe is the, the building sucking up the power? Or the ghost star. Like, because mm. spirits can take energy from you. Who says they can't take energy from an electronic device, you know? Oh, you know, that makes sense. Because in a previous story I did here, there was like a one-off of that kind of story. And I was like... Yeah, I'm not going to mention it, but okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, there'll be rushes of cold air, like it's like going through you. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's a lady in white that will roam the halls and the yards. That's the drinking game we need. Every time we mention a, a lady in white, white, just take a, if you want to, <laughs> and you're legal, take a shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you're illegal, take a shot of water. Yeah, um, hydrate. yeah. yeah. We should really be drinking water while we do this. Looking at your two LaCroix and one coffee cup and my one Diet Coke and one Diet 7-Up. We're working on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then, so this one was really cool. People will see floating, glowing ends of cigarettes. Like, they'll just see, like, the embers of cigarettes just floating. Just all over the place, like fireflies. Just floating. Wait, okay. What could that possibly... Could could that possibly be, like, an orb or something? Yeah, maybe. It could be. There was actually um, this place, this group called the Trip Paranormal Research Group. And they spent time there overnight before it was, like, renovated. And there's a video I can show you and I can link to it where it's a recording. It doesn't look that interesting unless you know what spirit orbs look like. Before I knew what a spirit orb was... I thought a spirit orb was, like, the size of a bowling ball, glowing, slowly moving, ominous thing. But since I've done more research into this, it's, like, itty-bitty, like, tiny pixies floating around. Like, it's tiny balls of light. Tiny balls. So that could be considered a cigarette. In the video, it looks like it's just, like, a bug reflecting light, and it's flying around. But the Trip Paranormal Research Group says that there weren't any bugs on the scene. Which is like, okay, you're in I mean, we can say there's no bugs here now, but like... There's probably a bug or two. Yeah, exactly. There's always... Just always assume there's a bug or two. Yeah, but I can show you the video. It's kind of cool looking. Please do. Um, There is a second video where she's trying to play the flashlight game. Do you know the flashlight game? Isn't it that, like, you ask it to turn it on right it's like hovering between on and off and then yeah essentially so you unscrew the you have it on but you unscrew the light bulb just enough so that the battery connection like you'd have to touch it just a little bit to turn it on and so um she was trying to play the flashlight game with a ghost she was asking it questions but like it was pretty complex questions usually when you play the flashlight game it's like yes or no questions but she was like what does it feel like now that you're in the afterworld? And it's like, what was it supposed to do? Do it in Morse code? I know, right? Yeah. So I'm not going to show you that video, but um, but I would like to see the first one. Yeah. Um, and there's also more EVPs. Mm. So, um, again, I'll link it at www.hauntedhospitality.wordpress.com. You know, I don't think we have to say the www part. I think that's understood by this point in the internet https colon forward slash www.hauntedhospitality.wordpress.com I really hope one day we can take the WordPress out of there. (laughs) (laughs) WordPress. That's what I said. I understood you as 
take the word press out of there. Like, you want it to be hauntedhospitality.word.com? That was a weird way to <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. Okay. I like the ingenuity it took, though. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, one thing before I show you this is that there are have been reports of crazy looking apparitions in hospital gowns how one defines a crazy looking person i can only think of stereotypes yeah and i get out of here with your stereotypes of mental health get out of here exactly yeah so um and i can only find one person saying that so Eh. you know Eh. i'm Eh. judging that person i'm judging them too okay great all right second verse same as the first at this point I just show Robin the video and the EVPs, and we're going to talk about it now. So we just uh, saw the video of the spirit orbs and listened to the EVPs. What did you think about the EVPs? I thought the EVPs sounded a lot more clear and a lot more varied than EVPs you typically hear in these types of things. Because, like, usually if it's an EVP, it'll be very garbled, usually very masculine, which, like often mimics the sound of the spirit box right you know but there was there were some masculine ones and then the my name is michael that's not my name yeah there was this other one where it was like a really echoey child sing-songy that said what zoe said just now (laughs) uh and that was really oh and then the one that was the creepiest was when it sounded like a child maybe the same child Mm -hmm. saying grandma he hurt me yeah and that was I mean, that's disturbing, but also... Especially in an insane asylum. Oh, that makes me sad. Um, it, It's disturbing, but it, it is also, like, a very... In terms of EVPs, it's a very good EVP. Mm-hmm. Um, now the orb, though, is a slightly... <laughs> See, like, this is... Okay, so I'm not a ghost hunter. I'm just a person who likes ghostly things, mm-hmm. okay? But I like the idea of going to a place and searching for these types of phenomenon okay to see like if you can pick up anything on camera because like what if you're the first person to definitively pick up a ghost you know it's fun right but then you got these people who are like look at this fly who is just in the camera for a split second and they there's no way you can say that there was no bugs yeah you can't like especially in an old place like, if you were in a lockdown, sealed, you know, facility, then I could say, okay, there's no bugs. Mm-hmm. But this is an old sanitarium. People have been going in and out. There's probably a window open somewhere. There's probably cracks in the walls. It was shut down because of a flood, you know? Yeah. There's no way there's no bugs at this scene. Exactly. And, like, okay, people, if you're going to, like go there and come up with these pieces of evidence or, like, experience these pieces of evidence, don't just, like, point to a weird little flick in the camera. Right. Because then it's just going to look fake and you're going to look fake. And, like, these people picked up some actually great EVPs. Mm -hmm. Like, the horn honking? That was so clear. That was so clear. But, like, then... And then the Ronald. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. But then, like, 
if you're going, okay, I'm, I'm looking at them, and if they're going around and also being like, look at this little fly, it hurts their credibility with me. Even if right. they find great stuff, I'm like, okay, fine, maybe you found great stuff, but I don't believe in your qualifications for what you think is right, you know? Like, I don't have faith in you. Maybe I have faith in, like, if you recorded something really cool. Mm-hmm. But, it, I mean, they're, I don't know. That credibility just kind of shot for me. I don't like it. Yeah. So... But that was the old white assignment asylum. Um, so we, I did have another one, but I was like, eh, no, I'm not going to include that one. And so the last one is going to be the Goatman. So. Wait, there's no way this is like Goatman's bridge, like BuzzFeed Unsolved, right? Yes, it is Goatman's bridge. Oh my God. Bridge. That was in Wichita? So the thing is that um, there's actually two Goatman bridges right next to each other one is in um wellington lane and the other one is in denton texas and so with one the wellington lane one i found this one story of a experience there and the denton texas one which is right next door to wichita i found the history behind it so i don't know like exactly but i think these are both really cool and i really want to go into them so go into them <laughs> so even though the denton texas one okay cool is not the right word but um the denton texas one i would like to explore interesting so the wichita one there's apparently a half man half goat monster that lives under a bridge on wellington lane people have reported seeing the eyes of the goat man peeking from under the bridge at yeah. night I mean, just imagine that. Yeah. Oh, God. And they say that he has growled at them, too. So, apparently, there was, like, a satanic cult nearby, and they would use that bridge as a dumping ground for all of their sacrificial animals. That's making the previous story I did make so much more sense. Yeah. I'm not going to go into it because this is a different episode, but okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, basically, they dumped so many animal bodies at this area because they lived in the area and they were infused with cult energies like satanic energies that um some say that the area was so concentrated that it spawned the demonic creature okay that's their origin of the goat man is what they say is like it's a man basically put together from the flesh of this sacrificed animals oh yeah that's i mean okay i'm over here thinking like Man, that's a good story. I mean, it's creepy as all get out. But, like, if you're talking about origin stories, be like, we created a demon. Yeah, and it's actually... You don't hear that every day. It's a lot more fun uh, story to tell than the other version. So I'll I'll get to that. That's the Denton version. Content warning. KKK. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there's other stories that say that they will see a big white dog that refuses to move and the only reason i include this is because of this next sentence they will get out of their cars to like shoo the dog away because it's on the bridge and they're trying to drive across but by the time between them in the car and out of the car the dog's gone and so they look around for it and all they can find is a bloody carcass under the bridge carcass of what nobody has said is it the dog i'm guessing I'm guessing that they find the bloody carcass of a dog under the bridge. But I'm like, what monster sees a dead dog and isn't like, 
oh no, let's take it to the vet, see if it's okay, you know, like. I mean, if, if, if okay, it's a bloody like carcass. Blood, if it's like yeah. A bloody, yeah, I don't know. If I, I don't know. But I like, I'd be able to tell. He, yeah, I don't know. it. But there's this one story, I'm taking a page out of your book and I'm going to read from her story. Because the way she phrased it, I was, like, shivering. Like, I was in, like, oh, okay. So, um, I used to cross that bridge almost every day, and I never experienced anything unnatural until last week, that is. And I still can't make sense of what happened, really. It was around 11 at night, and I decided it was time to crawl into bed. I turned the TV on, and I slowly drifted off to sleep. And when I woke up, I was standing in my nightgown in the middle of the bridge. I was shocked, needless to say. I looked around, but nobody seemed to be with me. So I began the jog home and tried my hardest not to freak out about the situation. I began to feel more normal two days later when I chalked it up to sleepwalking. I used to do that as a child and I hadn't slept, walked, sleepwalked, slept, walked in 10 years. I had a history. I told myself that it happened because I had been so stressed out at work. It was the following night when it happened again. I suddenly came to, and there I was, standing in the middle of the bridge again. Only this time, I didn't feel alone. I couldn't see anybody, but I felt this presence, this tall and dark presence that did not feel human in the slightest. I looked all around me, and I didn't see anything on the bridge. That's when I took a deep breath and looked down at my feet. There, it looked like two glowing yellow eyes looking up at me. They weren't the eyes of some animal, simple. It was as if I was staring into the eyes of another human, and that human expressed all of his hatred for me and his pupils. Oh my god. I immediately screamed and began to run home. When I plucked up the courage to look behind me, I saw a tall, dark silhouette standing exactly where I had been just moments before. The experience was so frightening and so vivid. Now, whenever I travel around Wichita Falls, I find other routes to use entirely. Wow. That freaked me out reading it. And, like, I was sitting there reading it. I was, like, enthralled. And then Kari walks in and I'm like, (laughs) oh, my gosh. Imagine, because, like, okay, that's such an odd description. Imagine, like, looking down and then seeing eyes, especially with the juxtaposition of, like, you're looking down and you're seeing these yellow eyes, which is obviously the reason that you didn't feel like you were alone, but it comes from having described the feeling like somebody was tall, looming yeah, around you. But it's, but it's actually... under you. <sighs> I got yeah. chills. I got chills. Yeah, and imagine you just look down in between the, like, boards of a bridge you just see eyes staring back at it. Like, that's the reason I refuse to look out of windows at night, because I'm afraid to see eyes looking back at me. I am really scared of looking out windows at night. I've been scared to do that ever since we saw, what's it called, The Woman in Black with yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Which wasn't even that scary of a movie. I was terrified. <laughs> I was terrified. That was also, like, our first movie. To, yeah. Like, our first haunted movie. To get right. To. Yeah. There's two more stories, but these take place in Denton, Texas. The ghost hauntings is basically the same, but it has the different origin that has the KKK. Okay. To preface this, there's no record of this person existing. However, it takes place in, like, the late 1800s, early 1900s. So, I mean, record keeping wasn't exactly the best back then. 
and also this is a black man and his family mm-hmm. and so it's like you know who's keeping records you know yeah so this man named oscar washburn was a black man and he was known to the community for selling good quality goat cheese milk meat and hides he and his family tended their goats and there was even a sign on the bridge saying this way to the goat man so everybody called it the goat man bridge because you had to cross that bridge to get to the goat man okay um the local kkk chapter was very angry at his success and his well known because he was a black man and so he wasn't allowed to be successful yeah so they gathered a lynch mob and stormed his house they dragged him out they tied a noose around his neck and uh, threw him off the bridge. So he would be hanging. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But then they went underneath the bridge to basically cut the body down and parade it through town, I'm guessing. Basically to revel in their success. Yeah. And they found that Oscar wasn't in the noose and he hadn't fallen into the river either. So there was like no, the river was still. Like, there's no way he was in the river. So they couldn't find him. So, um, upset that they couldn't find his body, they go back to his house where his wife and his children were and burned it to the ground. With, I'm assuming, the family inside. Inside. Okay. Um, so they say that the goat man is Oscar's ghost and he reappears at night seeking revenge of the cowards that tried to kill him successfully maybe i don't know it, it, there's like a supernatural entity to it you know well, yeah because the body disappeared exactly interesting so they either killed him or they didn't but he comes back with a goat head and he re- seeks revenge on the people who tried to kill him and um they also say that there is a woman who haunts the same area and they believe it's oscar's wife looking for her children and husband Okay. So, um, they think both of the couples haunt the area. And then there was a third origin story, um, where the goat man was not Oscar Washburn, but, um, this man named Jack Kendall, uh, he was described as a Creole slave goat herder. Okay. Um, and a group of cowboys lynched him and hung him from a tree, but when they hung him, his head separated from his body... His body stood up, walked over to a goat, tore its head off, and put it on its own shoulders. And the uh, cowboys ran away in terror. (laughs) And, um, yeah, he's now the one haunting the bridge because he's looking for the people who dare to lynch him. So those stories are so similar to each other. Right. I wonder if it's like the truth is maybe a combination. Right. Yeah. Or nothing at all, you know? Or nothing at all. Huh. Yeah. So, those are the three origin stories of the goat man. And is this the one that BuzzFeed Unsolved did? I did or not see the BuzzFeed. I'm only aware of the scene of the goofy one dancing on the bridge and saying, come get me, goat man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. Or actually, not specifically that, but yeah. Yeah. I know who you're talking about with the goofy one. Yeah, the white one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so those are my stories. I know I probably ran a little bit long today, because I think the first recording was about 45 minutes, and now we're at 16 minutes, but mm, nothing I can't cut out. Exactly. Yeah. 
Well, thank you for sharing all those stories, actually. Well, you're welcome. Um, Thank you for listening. And those at home, thank you for listening as well. If you liked this episode, please like, subscribe, and review. I'm trying to remember all our things. Uh, We are available wherever you can get your podcasts. If you want to send us feedback or your own ghost stories, you can email us at hauntedhospitalitypodcast at gmail.com. And you can send us ideas for something Southern as well. Yes, please do that. And if you know a Southern story that you'd like us to cover, please send it. You can also find us at hauntedhospitality.wordpress.com. Yes. And if you want to join us in the social media sphere, you can find us on Instagram at hauntedhospitality or on Twitter at hauntedhosts because they would not let me fit in all the 18 characters (laughs) I needed and it hurt me um and stay Stay spooky. spooky